Welcome to the PopGo Project Podcast, a platform for the discussion and discovery of arts and entertainment. We focus on highlighting people and events that add value to the world around us. Visit us on all social media platforms by searching The PopGo Project or visit our website at thepopgoproject.com. Welcome to the show and thank you so much for listening. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Are you still cutting your own grass? Are you still trying to get your landscaping to look perfect on your own? That sounds sweaty. That sounds like a lot of work. That sounds like a job for Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Family-owned and operated Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services, located on Kern Street in Exeter near Blue Ribbon Dairy, has the quality and experience to get your yard looking its best. The Garden Center offers plants, trees, sod, mulch, rocks, flowers, topsoil, grass seed, straw bales, and much more while the Lawn and Landscaping Services offers mowing, trimming, planting, and full landscaping. And also new at Keller's Garden Center is the Zen Chaser Bonsai Studio, offering bonsai trees, supplies, and classes. Visit them on their social media page for more info. Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Get your free estimate today. This episode is also brought to you by Paulson Tours. For almost 30 years, this family-owned and operated business has been sending people to sports games, racing events, concerts, vacations, and more. I myself have been using Paulson Tours for trips to Red Sox games, wine festivals, and an annual guy's trip to Boston for St. Patty's Day for almost 15 years. Check out the current trips being offered over at paulsontours.com. Life's a trip. Go with Paulson Tours. I'm doing good. How are you? Good. Alyssa Lazar from NEPA, Northeastern Pennsylvania, Clark Summit. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for doing this. I, I feel like you're you're pretty busy, right? <laughs> the, these days, uh, yeah. And like busy is an interesting word because like I feel like I'm not because so much is just like looking at social media stuff and like it just feels like you're doing nothing, but your mind is just fogged in this like social media game. So it's a yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Well, anyone who doesn't know, um, you uh, just appeared on The Voice and we'll get to all that. But I wanted to kind of uh, find out who you are and how you got to where you are today because you don't wake up the other day and say i'm gonna go on the voice right um certainly not (laughs) and you know back in the day when i had a radio show um you know you and i have never uh personally met before um i had a radio show i was playing some of your tunes back in the day it feels like a forever ago but uh yeah, it was we was like you know message back and forth on Facebook saying hey the the, show, the song's gonna be on the show tonight you know thanks for sending it our way blah 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 and then it would it would you know air and and that would be that but now I have a chance to uh, chat with you in depth so I want to know who Alyssa is and how do we get to <laughs> I want to know today? too <laughs> that's fair right who who are we in general oh right? gosh yeah <laughs> I don't know I don't, I'm not gonna have an answer for you on that one <laughs> all right well let's let's just like pretend we'll we'll, we'll We'll okay. talk about, you know, where you grew up and 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 how you kind of got into music because, um, obviously that's you know a very important part of who you are, and I know you know that. So, talk to me about you know growing up northeastern Pennsylvania, 
um, you know, how you kind of found the music and, and kind of all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, this is just going to sound so cheesy. Like, I don't know if I like necessarily ever found music. It just felt like it so naturally found me when I was, I was about like three or four and it was just like all that I would have going through my head in the off moments where someone wasn't like speaking to me. Um, my mom started playing a ton of like nineties country chicks, mostly in the car. So those were like the vocalists. I really just like started trying to like model myself after like Martina McBride and Faith Hill. And then of course, like the powerhouses like Celine and Barbara Streisand. And my dad uh, was always an Elvis freak, which was just funny. Like no one in my family does music but we're all super passionate about music. And my dad had always loved Elvis. There are Elvis plates, Elvis coins, a ton of Elvis memorabilia in the house. So like that was just always like someone I looked up to so much, like in like a, like <laughs> almost in like a deity sort of way. It's like, who is this magical human that was Elvis? So music very much like just, became a part of my entire soul can you see my hat i did not notice that until right now oh my gosh That's i love funny. it elvis juice it's a it's a, a kind of beer that uh brew dog makes that's funny i've never heard of that yeah elvis juice it's like a grapefruit uh type of uh beer it's funny Oh, oh, I'll definitely have to try that. <laughs> but so like your family wasn't like, like no one's a musician. It just kind of, you know, they were fans of music and fans of musicians and fans of singers. And this that's kind of just like um, just kind of got into that way. Totally. Like I, I would just start kind of singing out of nowhere and trying to like model whatever these singers that I was hearing were doing. And it just like it just felt like it came supernaturally to me. It was very strange, probably like to have like a four year old in the back of the car singing Martina McBride. Um, it just like, I, I, I don't know what it was. It just kind of clicked. Um, I mean, my parents can hold a tune. They're not tone deaf. Pretty okay. good. But I'm definitely the first musician. I wish I did more of that. Try to emulate like singers. I remember just, I, I I've always been a huge music fan. Um, but I would always, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm much older than you are. So back in my day, in order to, you know, be able to listen to your favorite song, uh, over and over again, I'd have to like take a, a tape recorder and record it off the radio. So I spent yeah. my time doing that. Yeah. That was me as a, as a child, but I would, I never tried to, um, you know, sing like uh, a, a favorite musician or things like that. I wish I did. Cause I'm it's just right. Not, well you're you're never necessarily trying to it yeah. would just naturally happen like if you're like a three-year-old who doesn't have any vocal like skill or like background okay. necessarily you're just gonna be like okay whatever reba's doing i'm gonna follow yeah i'll still get like and those things will like stick with you just become a part of your like adult voice too like i would get comments on especially on the voice videos that are like why do female singers always feel like they have to do the Reba yodel? I'm like, girl, like, why, why do you think I grew up listening to that? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So yeah, you pick up habits from who you listen to and same goes like writing wise, because eventually my main influences 
came to be more like Elton John, Billy Joel. And you'll, you'll pick up like musical tendencies from them. You'll pick up vocal tendencies from other people and they all just kind of mesh together and make you who you are. Yeah. I, I, your voice, you definitely have like this, like, I don't want to say old soul, but kind of like, you know, um, you know, that Elton John and that, that Billy Joel. And when I say old, I mean, it's not old, but it's, you know, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, no, they're, they're my favorites. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you. That's good. Uh, good people to look up to for sure. But uh, outside of singing, I mean, like, you know, you, you said you kind of just you know started singing, you're, you're singing in the car, you're, you're doing all that kind of stuff. Like how did, how did it get serious? I mean, uh, you're not only a, a singer, you also, I believe, play the piano and things like that. Like, so how did it go from just like something that you kind of just, you know, it was natural to, Hey, this is like, you know, maybe your parents are like, you're really good. You're talented or, or you're, you're yourself or like, you know what? I want to take this to the next level. How did that kind of come about? It was, it was just kind of like a no brainer kind of thing. Like I never considered doing anything else literally since I was about four years old. It just like, it felt as much a part of me as like my skin. It was just like who I was, what I was going to do, what my life was going to be. And I just, I never, I never considered any other option. I was never like, oh, but what if I was a lawyer? It was just like, I, I just kind of felt this thing that I was just born to do music. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, thank you. Some people search their entire lives to to find their passion and find something they want to do, and and you're doing it at you know four years old. Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's a blessing and a curse for sure. Like I mean, grass is always greener because like it's not an easy thing to pursue, and when you are pursuing it since you are starting to talk or like dreaming of pursuing it since you're starting to talk, it's really hard to not get impatient and be like, oh my god, I'm 24 and like. I've been trying my whole life. Like, how do you keep going? But yeah, I, I don't know whether it's following your daily instincts or following your like lifelong overall instincts. That's all you could do is just like follow your heart. So you're 24 right now. Yes. Oh yeah. You're, I'm far, far older than you are. Uh, <laughs> um, growing up in NEPA and I think you've, you've moved on from, NEPA, correct? Uh, I didn't move on, but I moved. <laughs> sure, right. Okay, that's what I meant. Where are you at now? I live in Nashville. And you've been there for how long? About five years. Yeah, I uh, I started going to college here okay. twenty after I graduated high school 2017. Not necessarily because I wanted to go to college, but because I wanted to go for music. And I was like, maybe I'll go to college too. And... Then I just so happen to graduate. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I graduated college in like 2021 and now I just live here and I just do music. That's awesome. I, I didn't know that. I thought it was just like a most recent move. Uh, I didn't know you were there. Oh, no, long. no, no. Yeah, it's been, that's, it's been a minute. That's awesome. So five years in Nashville. Uh, so you left NEPA around 19 then ish? Uh, 18. 18, 19. Yep. Oh yeah, I can't do math. Yeah, it's twenty twenty three. Duh. <laughs> I went to college too, you know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, music school. I don't know how much it helped me with math, but but yeah. yeah so so yeah, yeah college. <laughs> Got it. All right. So eighteen, you left an EPA. Was that like? 
was that natural too? Like, like just moving to Nashville and, and that, or was that kind of like a a leap of faith? I mean, it, people, it's funny. Any PA has this, like it's either like people never leave or, you know, people leave and come back all the time, but it's always kind of like a, it's a, a scary thing. I guess that could be said for you know, leaving home from anywhere. Right. But like, you know, NAPA has this kind of like it's it's very community. It's very it's home. It's it's a place everyone loves. It's, was that hard for you to to kind of you know move on like that? Or I mean, was that like you know what this is this is the next step. This is what I'm going to do, and and this is part of the process. Yeah, no, it's it's still hard. Like I still I cry a little. Like every time I'm leaving home, it's like ridiculous. My parents are like, shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, it's very hard. I love home so much. I just like, again, leap of faith wise felt in my soul. Like since I was, since I was about 11, um, that Nashville was the place that I belonged at least like to get my footing in music. But yeah, no, it's, it's super hard because I go home and like the love I feel from home and just like this sense of like your home and you just feel a trust in everyone it's not like it is when you're like in Nashville or in LA or like you move somewhere else. Like I am so blessed and I have definitely developed an amazing community of friends and people here, but home is just like, it's just that it's just home. So yeah, I definitely, definitely have not moved on. I think I finally started to like move on from like being like home once my friends started all like moving to philly and having adult jobs you know yeah so yeah it, it takes a while <laughs> <laughs> yeah and this this uh little piece of our world is is, is special for sure i mean it's, it is like the pizza capital of the world right that is true it's the pizza capital of the world it's the electric city it's it's so bizarre what a special place we come from like and i i don't think i realized that until living here and having like so many of my friends be like, Oh, ew, like you're going home for like two weeks or like every time they're going home, just being like disgruntled or jaded about it. And every time I'm going home, I'm like, peace. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have the best time. But yeah. we really, we really are blessed to have like such just like this amazing sense of community in NEPA. Have you uh, found any good pizza in Nashville? I've found some good pizza, but listen, here's the thing. It's like the bar food. Bar food is my favorite genre of food, probably because I'm from Scranton. And it's just like, it's not the same anywhere else. The wings, the pizza, the volcano fries, which is a concept that is only known in any PA, I think. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, the pizza here is all right. Some good pizza places, nothing like, you know, like Armetta's or Dino's or like anywhere in Old Forage. Right. Okay. That's good. We still got that on lock. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and obviously, I mean, you know, NEPA is special in that, you know, we're super supportive of our own. I mean, you know, you, you've, I'm sure you've seen that growing up. And then especially now, um, you know, with your experience on The Voice, I mean, it's like, you know, I, I've seen your name in the newspapers and you were on uh, with Ryan Leckie and I, I've, I've seen you do other things. It's like everyone's so proud of you and supportive of you. And what's that like, you know, having that support from from afar? It is just like 
it's so, it's so beautiful and it's strange because like I I can't say I'm surprised because I always had that but it's just like this is the kind of support that like slaps you in the face because it's so much happening in such like a short amount of time and like all of a sudden like people that didn't know about me doing music did know about me doing music and I've gotten nothing but support from anyone from home and it's like it's so amazing but it's also overwhelming and daunting because it's just like this feeling of having something to prove now like not only just for yourself but for everybody so it's like extremely encouraging but like you don't want to let anyone down right it's a lot of pressure it's a lot of pressure but um it always was it always has been and it's like the only time that you're gonna let that pressure weigh on you and make you feel like you're not worthy is when it's like your ego talking Mm -hmm. and not your passion or your love talking like yeah i mean everything in life works out the way it's supposed to and if i mean i'm gonna be disgruntled about the things that happen and like the way the path is paved then i mean it's fully just an ego thing yeah and before we get to the voice and that that experience, talk a little bit about your music because you do have music available on streaming services. Like I said earlier, I, I played a few songs uh, on the radio. And I know you've got some support from other stations in in our area as well. But talk about you know, you know your music, your style, you know maybe some writing processes and, and things like that before we talk about you know your your big your big moment. Yeah. So I started writing music like full songs when I was about twelve. And it was always based around something I would like just think up in my head, just a line. And then I would go to the piano and then write around that, like figure out kind of what that line means and then write a song around that. Um, It just kind of takes that core concept. Um, And it definitely took a while to figure out what my sound was. Like I thought I was a country artist for a, a long time because I always looked up to country vocalists, but um. I think when I was in high school and I started playing like all the bars in the area and started playing a ton of Elton and Billy Joel and Queen was when I was really like, this is what resonates with me the most. Like, this is what I feel like I kind of embody in like my, the deepest part of me. And I think my music, what really makes it my music is a super like theatrical kind of essence and definitely a piano core. So I, I'd say that that would be my sound is like a piano influenced rock and roll pop kind of sound. And I started producing pretty recently, like around the time COVID happened. Cause you know, you're just like locked in your childhood basement. Like what, what do I do with my time? Um, that really started affecting how I wrote too, because I could use all these different sounds and like really decipher like how I want my discography to sound and not just like my live music to sound Mm -hmm. so i think that was huge too that's cool now as far as the piano goes is that something you picked up naturally too or did you take lessons i did take lessons i i got a piano put in my house when i was in like second grade i want to say someone was giving away a piano and (laughs) i had just been begging my parents for years Yeah. yeah um and I, I picked it up pretty naturally. I, I, I'll i never know why. It just like felt like it just made sense to me. 
But then I started taking lessons and I love taking lessons, but I was just kind of that kid that was like, once I thought I knew how a song went, I would just play what was in my head. Eventually my piano teachers were like, it's screw it. Like, just let the kid play Billy Joel. <laughs> She's not like, <laughs> it works. Um, so, so a little bit of both. Yeah. What a cool thing though. Like I, I'm, I'll, I'll use the word jealous, but I don't, I don't mean it in a bad way, but jealous <laughs> of the people that just like, you know, they fit, they figure it out and that's just, that stuff kind of comes natural. And it's just like, that's what they were meant to do. Like, uh, I'm 40 years old and I'm still trying to figure out what the hell I'm doing. Right. Um, but like, it, it's, that's a, you know, to be able to kind of naturally gravitate towards that and just kind of figure it out. Um, that's just, just neat. Well, I, I really appreciate that. And I just hope it's like, made clear to any like to you to like anyone listening to this is like no one knows what the hell they're doing like i thought that i would really have a clear grasp of what i'm doing and like exactly where i'm going by 24 i thought i was screwed if i didn't make it by 18 but like it's it's just no one knows what they're doing yeah. absolutely no one not even blake shelton no one knows <laughs> what they're doing and i think that it, the important thing is to just like live every day and like do something that you're passionate about. I mean, like you're running this podcast and supporting like independent artists like myself from Scranton. And I mean, that's huge. A lot, a lot of people can't even say that they know themselves in that vein. Right. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's something I definitely love to do. Um, so I guess maybe I have a little bit of an idea and, and a passion of my own, but um. So what you're saying, like, were you were you nervous being 18 years old and and not knowing like what you're gonna do? Like, I mean, you're still so young. Like, you you have so much time, and that's I think there's this like a common theme amongst uh, especially younger people that you got to have it figured out. And I mean, that pressure was on me back when I was you know your age. And um, but I feel like there's more maybe there's more uh, attention. Uh, or maybe there's more help or more just um, what's the word I want to use? I mean, it's, it's okay not to have it figured out. Like, you know, and maybe you shouldn't, right? Like, you know, let's, let's, you know, we have one shot this life and kind of go with where it takes you. Right. I, I love that. Yeah. I mean, every, every life is so different and it's like, I, I think the everyday is a lot more important than the worrying about the big picture because at the end of the day, I've worried about the big picture so many times. Like I said, since I was like early teenager thinking I was screwed if I didn't make it by the time I was 18. Like yeah. I literally timed myself and was like, okay, I need to be at like the 57th annual Grammy. It's like, girl, <laughs> no, chill. Um, everything so much so works out the way it's supposed to. I'm And I'm so grateful that I had those years of not having made it because I was not supposed to make it then I was like supposed to have this time and like these years and this life to live. And yeah, I, I think like whether you're 24 and working a nine to five or you're 24 and just like, Oh my God, like I'm on the cusp of making it, but also not. And like, I just don't know like what tomorrow is going to look like everyone just feels lost and you just have to anchor yourself like just in the moments of like doing what you love being with your loved ones and just like 
Yeah, yeah. I, I guess just living through love, as cheesy as that sounds, like that's that's really all you can do. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. Like you know, people have these misconceptions that you need to have things figured out, and you know, there's people probably twice our age that still don't have it figured out. That's okay. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I I don't think I got over like timing myself until I was about 22. Okay. That was when I was kind of like. So you're done doing that. I am done doing that. Okay, I, I don't worry about good. that anymore. I, I would would stress myself out sickly, like especially like 17 through 20 being like, oh, my God, like time is ticking. I am an aging woman and no one's going <laughs> to want me in this music industry. Like, come on. Yeah, I get you know, it's funny. I guess you have to be older because I, I mean, I, I listen to you and what you're saying. And it's like for me, it's like, oh, you have so much time and, and you have. Um. Yeah, just so much time, but when you're in your your age, you're like, you, you feel how you feel, right? You feel like, you know, time the, the window's closing. You you know, you got to do it yeah. now, or it's not going to happen for you. And I think I think women too put a lot of pressure on themselves, whether it's you know, you know, families or marriage or you know X Y and Z. Um, they put a lot of pressure on themselves. So I'm yeah. glad you've let go. That's good. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Well, let's, well, let's get to it. I mean, the voice, and I, I, I'm familiar with the voice. Um, I didn't want to do too much research on the whole thing because I wanted to have like a, a candid conversation with you, and you kind of talk about your experiences and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, back, you know, when I was familiar with it, when I watched it a few times, I think Adam Levine was uh, a judge, and was it? Uh, yeah, these are the olden days. The olden yeah. days, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the original panel was panel was like just hilarious. It was like Blake, who my, his last season is the one that I'm on, which is pretty crazy. Okay. Um, Adam Levine, who was there for a long time, Christina Aguilera, and okay. CeeLo Green. CeeLo, that's right. That's right. Yep. Yeah. And I think, and this is just from clips that I've seen, I think Chance the Rapper is involved now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now it's uh, Blake Cl- Kelly Clarkson, who has done a few other seasons, Chance, and Niall Horan from One Direction. Okay, cool. And it was, it was Gwen Stefani was part of it too, right? At one point? She was. Yeah. yeah. A lot of the coaches will like, do every other season or something like Alicia Keys, Miley Cyrus, Usher, like they've all done it at some point. Uh, Yeah. There's been, there's been a lot of people. The only one that's been there through all of it has been Blake. Blake. Yeah. I like Blake. He seems like a, just a cool guy. He's a cool guy. Yeah. He's a cool guy. Well, yeah, you would know. That's good. (laughs) So how did this all happen? Like, I mean, like talk about like, if for anyone listening or watching, like, they want to try and, and audition for the voice. Like, like how did this all kind of transpire? Yeah. So I had been auditioning since I was about, I think you have to be 14 or 15 to audition. So that's when I had started. Like I would go with my dad to Philly or to New York. Um, sometimes get a call back, sometimes not never worked out. Um, and like each time it didn't work out, of course, it was the end of the world. Um, and I thought it was like the biggest, the biggest deal ever. But I would just, you know, on and off, like you kind of get to know the producers once you're auditioning for so long or like once you're getting those callbacks. And I, I reached out 
last year after probably not reaching out for like two years just because I forgot that it was even really an option. Uh, and I asked if auditions were still going on and I was able to just do like this super easy virtual audition. So I was like, uh, nothing to lose. They're probably not even going to watch it. I think like I recorded, I recorded them in this very room. I was like sipping a dirty gin martini the whole day. Just like, <laughs> uh, this is whatever. Uh, and then I got a call back and I was like, okay, that's, that's interesting. Uh, and then I went into this interview on zoom and then eventually I got this call from LA that was like this random number. I was like, who the hell is this going to be? that I was invited to go to the blind auditions and it just like, it was the most overwhelming moment. I remember I called my dad immediately to be like, you're not going to believe this because the amount of times that that man has like <laughs> had to see me just in full, just yeah tears and just like earth shattering overwhelmment over not getting to the next round over this show to be like, oh my God, like I'm going to LA for the blind auditions was just the craziest thing. Now, did he go to that with you? He did. He didn't go to that with me, but um, for family and friend interviews, we each basically like got two people we could bring. So my dad and my mom got flown out. They were not seen, um, but they were there and they were That's interviewed cool. and whatnot. So yeah, yeah, they were there. So that's like 10 years, right? Of your dad. And you, know, you, you said, you know, the prior times, it was the end of the world basically for you. But like, I mean, how, how proud are your parents? I mean. They're so proud. Um, and I just like, with a different set of parents, I could never have gotten through this, could never have done it. Like, I don't know what it is with them really when I think about it. Cause I'm, I'm so like just used to, this belief that my parents always had in me, but I kind of zoom out and I'm like, what the hell? Like, why, why did they though? Like, why did they push me and like, let me do this? And it's just like, really like a, a beautiful thing that they have. And I'm just so grateful for them. And I'm so happy that I got to make it onto this show after like all that they've been through with me. They are, they're always like, as much pain as you're in, like it to see your kid going through this pain is just like a million times worse. And yeah. of course in the moment I'm like, shut up. That's not true. But like, it's, it's totally true. So they've been through the ringer right alongside with me. And I'm just super excited to get to be like, we did this together. Yeah. And what a cool, just like the whole thing, right. For the past 10 years of your parents being part of it and seeing you, you know, audition and, you know, obviously the heartbreak that came with a few of those, but like, I mean, those moments, you know, you'll never forget and they'll never forget. And it's just a really cool thing to, to kind of have with each other. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. It's, it's kind of changed our like entire family, even outside of my parents, like my aunts, my brother, my grandfather, like had always just known that this was going to be what I was going to do. Like no question. So like, it's it's really a big big part of our whole family dynamic and i'm just so grateful that like i've never been anything but given a ton of love and support yeah that's great so this last time you auditioned right you, you've done it before um 
was there something that you did differently this time? Um, do you just think maybe it was maybe a maturity level or just an experience level that like this was a time and, and, and place that they, they chose you to, to kind of move on? I think um, auditioning when I was like 2021, 20, I, I think that I was ready to have done what I did this year, but um, I think this time I really just knew who I was and it was like, I will live or die with or without this show. And I, I think that was the main difference is this time I didn't really care. I was like, okay, I'm doing this audition. Doubt they're even going to watch it, whatever. Like there, it, there was not a lot on the line. I was just like having fun with it and showing who I was. Um, I think that that was really the difference. Or you could say it was casting and they were like, oh yeah, well, this piano pop rock girl works. But I I think that it was just the right time. Yeah, it's amazing too what could happen. Like, you know, this experience, you know, you just kind of did it, right? You're just like, you know, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. You've been there before. You know what to expect. And I think in those moments, like a lot of people shine. Like, let's say, you know, someone has a, they go for a job interview and they already have a job. They go for a job interview. They don't need the job, but they would like the new job. Right. But they're like, you know, they just kind of go through it and go through the motions and it's like, whatever happens, happens. So then you know, they end up getting a call back for the job, which is great. Right. But like, there's like this, this is cool, like space to be in when you know, you have nothing to lose and you can just kind of be who you are. And honestly, that's probably the best thing because you're not faking it. You're not pretending to be someone you're not. You're not trying to overdo it. You're just, hey, this is me. This is who I am. This is how I sing. This is how I perform. And take it or leave it. So true. So true. That like not having this need for something, this like desperate, like lacking a desperation for something is what will get you something yeah. for sure. Bottom line. Um, and yeah, I, th- I think it was just like a confidence thing and knowing that like I would be fine without it. Right. Like that's, that's when things happen. Cool. All right. So you got go on this blind audition. What next? So that is a very long process when we go out for the blind audition, which like many people don't know. Um, so, so we go there in like September. It was my first time in LA. So it was just like this super magical experience, my favorite time of the year. And I'm in LA, like, living out this crazy dream and preparing this song for weeks and weeks on end. Uh, and usually I'm like, I'm someone that's like playing, you know, three, four hour shows of whatever song uh, songs are like requested. But this time it's like, you're tuned in on this two minute snippet of this particular song. And there was so much growing to be had in that because it's like, you want to be as ready as like you want to be ready to the point where it's, if it was put on recording and there was no like auto tune, no nothing, no, like no comping that vocal or anything. Like it's perfect. Like I would practice the song with headphones on blasting like Metallica so that if I couldn't hear myself through the monitors, I would still like be able to execute the song. Well, like, I practiced it every which way so that when I went on the stage, despite the nerves that were bound to come, I would at the very least survive. And so then the blind audition day came 
And Chance the Rapper picked me to be on his team. And it was it was probably the craziest day of my life. Yeah, what was going through your head at that moment? <laughs> do you remember? <laughs> like is it even possible to to kind of recall that you moment? You definitely you definitely black out a little and they fully warn you about that. They're like, okay, like they talk to the contestants, all of us. They're like, you're probably gonna black out in this moment, but after your performance, you need to go back to this X on the stage for the feedback, whatever. Um, so you know that you're going to black out a little bit. And I think I kept my composure through most of it. Um, it was more just when he turned and I had to rationalize that I was like singing a Paul McCartney song and staring at Chance the Rapper. It was like, it, it was like, I it just, you're in a simulation at yeah. that point. Like it's not real, but um I can't imagine. I, I mean, you continued playing, right? And I was like, I I'd, I'd probably been like, I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, you're like, okay, I made it through. Like, peace. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're good now. Holy shit, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's just this mix of, like, nerves and excitement and also relief because the worst case scenario, at least I felt, was um, you don't get a chair turn, which I see so many talented people not get a chair turn. Like, I have a few friends that didn't who are like absolutely amazing and I would say totally deserve to get to the next round, but it's like your fate is in the hands of Kelly Clarkson, Blake Shelton, Niall Horan and Chance the Rapper. And you're just hoping that one of them hears something in you and thank my lucky stars <laughs> Chance the Rapper did. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like it didn't take him too long or at least, you know, from what I saw, uh, is was that edited or was that just how it like really happened? I'm gonna have to plead the fifth. Okay, all right, I understand. I understand. Okay, well, you know what? We'll say, hey, you know what? He heard what he heard, and he he, he knew what to do. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at that point, right? Like when you make it to that the next round, is it the next round? Well, team- uh, yeah, next round. Next round is battles, and that is not like. That's not happening until the winter. So like Oh, so you have okay. So all right. So after that happens, like is there I mean, do you still have this like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the flow and whatever happens, happens? Or is like have you put pressure on yourself saying, All right, I made it, I got a, a chair turn, like now I have to make it to the next step and the next step. Yeah, um there definitely is, but you also learn by then that like all you could worry about is that moment and that performance and like everything outside of it. Like you just, it's just outside the bubble. You're, you're not even thinking about. Um, and you also realize that like from the blinds between like interviews and like being pulled aside to film, like this kind of like you being nervous B roll, like you don't have time to really think about anything else. So you're just trying to be as present as possible. Okay. So where are you at now? What can you talk about? Because I don't want to ask any questions and, and put you in a weird spot. Um, what's where? Where are you at now? As far as no, I'm not, I'm not on the show anymore. Right, but like, is it is it over? Like, have you has everyone seen what the show? The show is not over. Like there, okay. there are so still like more... quite a few. Yeah, there's still right. rounds to come in the live shows. Will start in like early May. I want to say. Cool. cool. Yeah. Well, you did it. I mean, you got to that. You, you got the the offer for the blind audition, and and you got a chair turn. Yeah, yeah. It's it was surreal. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, has there any has anything happened uh, to you since you know some of these shows have aired? Like, um, as far as you know, uh, booked shows or you know, how, how does that translate for you? Yeah, for sure, a lot. It's like it's definitely weird once you like are on the show and have the validation of Chance the Rapper, like all of a sudden, like people are like, oh, maybe this girl is worth my time. So yeah, I've definitely gotten to play some like pretty cool shows in Nashville and just being that like I made best friends with the people there. Like I I think people also don't realize that like we're all living in the same hotel and just like living out this same kind of like dream and these same kind of fears. So we all get like to be the best of friends so i'm i have a show with like three of the other contestants in nashville next month i had a show with one of my best friends from ak costantino uh a few weeks ago and i'll be coming home to scranton to play a big hometown show that i will announce pretty soon nice nice very nice that's awesome no no uh no beef no beef uh amongst contestants everyone was cordial and happy and (laughs) believe believe it or not at least in like these earlier rounds we're all just so scared (laughs) what am i allowed to say here like am i allowed to like curse oh yeah it's the internet Uh, like we're just so scared shitless and like just don't know anything outside of this that it's like how could we possibly make enemies we're all (laughs) like shaking in our boots (laughs) um no like we all just like love each other so immensely and it really is just like reality tv trauma bonding (laughs) that's funny it's crazy yeah i guess you don't really see too much behind the scenes of that stuff either do you and no, and that is the more interesting stuff let me tell you like we joke that there should be like a show like that's big brother but like for american idol or the voice and like Mm -hmm. to show like the friendships and like things that are like happening behind the scenes like that is by far the more entertaining stuff (laughs) i don't know how true that is i mean it's pretty (laughs) uh, i mean obviously it's it's tv so they do a good job with the with with all of it but like you know when you see someone on stage singing and and you know people at home are like this girl's got it this guy's got it like someone you know spin the chair and, and they they do and you know, even at home, you're like, "Oh, yes, this is great!" Like that—that that person's life is, you know, almost essentially changed. And then the same goes for the other side too. It's like this person's great, and then they don't get a chair turn, and it's like, "Oh, they." Have to oh my gosh! So. Yeah, yeah, it's it's brutal. It's like it's so much opportunity and so much potential change, like put right in front of your face. And I mean, it's it's dramatic and it's it's scary it's intimidating and it's just like over anything just thrilling yeah i bet Uh, what has the experience of being on the voice taught you i think uh chance chance the rapper who is my coach pretty much emphasized one main point over anything which i think coming from him is just even more meaningful and it's to not compare yourself to others dive into your artistry and what makes you unique and forget about everything else care about that like my battle partner and i for instance could not be more different um 
And I think the reason why it was a really great performance for both of us was we we were like super encouraging and um, supportive of each other, but like he didn't try to be like me and I didn't try to be like him and no one should ever really try to be like anyone else. Like if I try to sing like Ariana Grande, I'm going to fall on my face. And if Ariana Grande tries to like do what I do, maybe she's going to fall on hers. Like it's, you, you just can't, you need to know what makes you different and you need to capitalize on that. Yeah. Can you talk about what the your battle partner is as far like so do you I mean do you perform a song and they perform a song and, you, and that's the battle between and like one of you is chosen? So yeah, so the battle is basically a duet and um you're you're just kind of performing this song together and you kind of forget that it's even a battle. I think the worst thing that you could do in a battle is like try to outsing each other because just like outsinging just kind of ruins the performance. Um right. So my battle partner's name was Magnus. We became like very good friends through the rehearsals and through like just getting ready for this nerves wise and musically. And our song was your song by Elton John, who is my ultimate. So it was, it was just a absolutely amazing moment. Is that weird though? Like you're doing this, this kind of duet, like, and it's like either you or him, like, is that like a, a weird thing? Well, so we went in confident that we were going to get something called a playoff pass. That was like, one of us goes to playoffs, one of us makes it to the next round. And that's the thing that like, there's only one per team or one of us could get stolen. We were the last battle to be performed. So that wasn't on the table. Um, and I, I think we just, it was, we left, you leave it as kind of like an elephant in the room because mm -hmm. it's not like, it's not like he did me wrong, you know, like right. it's not like either of us would have done either of us wrong. It's just the the choice is up to sure. the show or to chance. So you just have to give your best. Know that that's going to be on YouTube. That's going to be on Instagram. And it could be a great performance or it could be us like, screw you. I want to win. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely weird. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> Have you uh, seen a bump in any of your, you know, either your social media or Spotify listenership or YouTube uh, numbers since the uh, the show? For sure. Uh, mostly social media. I think Facebook and Instagram more than anything, I would say. Um, Facebook has been the most, like, thrilling for me because it's been mostly hometown people on Facebook that have followed me rather than people following me from like the voices Instagram page or something. Um, so yeah, that is, that's a huge thing to come from this. It's just like having this, you know, the voice headline to be able to get on people's radar that I wouldn't have been on before. Yeah. Yeah. You said when we first started, like, you're kind of busy, but you're not, or you feel like you're not, but you've just been living in the social media uh, world, I guess. Um, what's that been like? What's, what is that? Uh, right. So involved? it's like, it's a mix of like making new music and trying to prepare to release that and to prepare to promote that. And also like still keep your content when it comes to being on this show relevant and flowing so like 
it's hard to feel like you're being productive when you're like working on your phone or working on your computer. But like 2023 to be a musician, that is so much of it. And as much as it sucks, it's like not so much as having to just like wait for a label to do stuff for me. Like at least I'm kind of able to do that for myself. Right. Yeah. Did you, uh, when you were going through this, did you like, obviously after the fact there's so much you have to do you have to be engaging on social you have to be you know living in that space quite a bit to stay relevant and and keeping that that whole you know algorithm and and just you know stay top of mind like did you like think that was a thing or does that just like kind of like okay i'm in it now i gotta i gotta i gotta do this See, I think that's where um, me and the contestants that were more so like already doing their artist project, a lot of us being from Nashville had an advantage because I wasn't new to having to do this. It was like I'd been doing this for a long time, but not just like not necessarily in the sense where like it's in such little time you're pushing out this very pointed, specific kind of content. But um it was it was more exciting, especially in the span during my episodes airing. Like it was more exciting than it was daunting, but it's just like social media can be a frustrating thing, you know, like your Instagram reel doesn't upload correctly. I remember when I was announcing that I was gonna be on the show, Instagram and Facebook could be very difficult, and my Facebook would not allow me to upload the reel until like five minutes later than I had said that I was going to have a big announcement the day before. And I was like having this like little freak out (laughs) moment. And some lady commented like, it's one Oh five PM. We've been waiting. (laughs) since." And I was like, shut up. (laughs) There's always one. There's always one. There's always one. I'm like, this is not, don't say that to me. Don't even say that to me. Um, But yeah, social media, it's a blessing and a curse. But yeah, I'll do with it what I can. Yeah. I guess. It's a powerful tool. It really is. It you is. Know? You it mentioned is. before, you know, it's like people, people are, are found on social media. It's not, you know, something record labels that are, are, are doing that as much as it is TikTok and, and, and things like that. So it's, uh, yeah, I mean, use it to your advantage and, um, just don't get consumed by it, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. But now I'll ask you one more question. I'll let you go. Um, I'm assuming I know the answer to this. Like, how important or how much did that move to Nashville prepare you for this moment? I think that it needed to happen in like in a bigger way than I could sum up in words. And I think it really just like kind of made me the more like eccentric, bold person that I am today. And like that's the person that got chosen to be on this show. Um, And like, it was, it was almost, it's kind of hard to like go, go back home and feel like I could like dress as bold and like chaotic and like in this art artist way as I do when I'm like in Nashville or like playing a show. But I think that that is the most important thing to come from living in Nashville is like, you got to move out and like fully embrace who, you wanted to be and like set this new tone for yourself. And there's like a sort of bravery that you have to have to go with that. And like, 
it's not it's not always easy to like push yourself to you know wear the bolder thing or like go up to the person ask about playing a show to like feel like you could promote your original music and not be embarrassed to be that vulnerable so i think it was like building my own life for myself um and really learning what it was to become an independent and even more so an independent like in an artistic way that that's why I made it on the show. Like the 17, 18 year old who was like wearing a flannel and singing Taylor Swift or like Carrie Underwood. She was a cool girl and she had talent, but she didn't know who she was. Gotcha. And I said that was the last question, but I mean, what can we expect from, from you the rest of the year? I know you said you have a hometown show coming up. You'll, you'll kind of announce that, uh, you know, at a later date. Is there anything else that we can expect from Alyssa this this year in 2023? The biggest thing to expect from me is where my heart lies more than anything is my original music, my original songs. And I can't wait to be able to release them again and to be able to promote them again. So that is going to be coming really soon. And I am just so excited to be able to like put out music that is fully this sound that I had always dreamt of creating. Awesome. I'm looking forward to that. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Where can people find your music? I mean, the website, obviously, you know, Facebook, Instagram. uh, Yeah. So you can go on my website, AlyssaLazar.com or of course, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon music, any streaming platform. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I know I speak for everyone from NEPA when uh, uh, we say that we're we're proud of you. We're happy for you. Um, keep making this uh, little town uh, proud, and um, and I'm sure. I mean, I mean, your parents are probably over the moon uh, for you and and all your success. And um, I'm excited to see where this all takes you. Oh, thank you so so much. So, thank you for taking the time to do this. I know uh, you're you're a very busy person and have probably a lot more uh, better things to do on a uh, Wednesday night at it's, uh, 10 o'clock, almost 10 o'clock my time. I want like go to the bar down my street. <laughs> well, I'll let you go. Yeah, you, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, I appreciate it so much. Uh, oh, thank, thank you. you so yeah. And best of luck with everything. <laughs> thank you so much. All right. Thank you. We'll see you. See you.